Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Tell you what, I know spring doesn't really technically start until March 19th, but uh, something has triggered my body to think differently. Let's see, I've got the, got that runny nose, stuffy sinuses, got a got a tickly throat, <clears throat> a bit of a cough, and boy, I feel like my voice is uh, a few octaves lower. So what does that mean? Well, you got it. My my allergies are back at it, and is it is it any surprise really? We've had a few false. I'll call them spring-like starts here with the weather in North Texas, getting up into the 70s. Even I think we even hit the 80s for a while there, dropping back into the 30s and hitting 60s a few days later. In fact, we're going to be up in the 60s today. And man, it's been it's been pretty wet. You know, we've already had close to nine inches of rain in the first two months of the year, which is double the average. So you know, the flowers in my my yard they're already in bloom. Like I said, my allergies are triggered, and it looks like spring is on its way. And you know what that means? Well, it's time to start thinking about getting your rental property ready for that Texas spring weather. And this holds true whether you have single-family houses or apartments. You know it's coming. What are we going to get? Thunderstorms, gusty winds, heavy rain. Heck, that's already arrived in decent measure. And some some of us eventually are going to get that giant-sized hail and, and maybe even some tornadoes. And even if you're listening outside of Texas, you get this weather too, and, and you've got some work to do as well. So on today's show, I want to I want to talk about those walkthroughs that you should be doing at your property here. I'd say in the next few weeks or so, and the things that you should look for to make sure that your house or your apartment is ready to go for the spring, ready to go for that weather. You know what to look for to avoid getting water penetration or even flooding in your house. What to look for in terms of critter control. This has been a topic of conversation at a number of meetings I've been at recently. It is springtime almost, and those guys are getting active. You know, the squirrels, maybe raccoons, your neighbor's cat, even. And how to make sure a skylight doesn't go flying off in high winds. I had that happen. Who knew that could be an issue? Well, it was. That's been remedied, but we'll we'll talk about that. 
All of that's going to come up shortly. Um, but before we get to our spring maintenance, I want to I want to bring up some recent news uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we, we do have members that are investing across the nation, across the country, including in Georgia and in Atlanta. You know, we've got lead investors out there that are taking down apartment deals. And it's, it's a great market. So this is certainly uh, relevant news to our, our membership base. Uh, but, of course, you as an investor want to keep informed of developments around the nation as well. Even if you are, say, investing just in the state of Texas, you want to watch those developments and be prepared in case something rolls your way. So in case you didn't already hear, here's, here's what just happened in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm, I'm going to pull up specifically an article uh, that was on uh, CBS46.com, one of the local uh, stations there that, that references uh, this event. So just, just last week, uh, the city of Atlanta passed legislation that requires landlords to accept tenants or applicants with housing vouchers, commonly known as Section 8. In other words, you can no longer, in Atlanta, you can no longer discriminate, to use their their terms, based on source of income, right? The federal law already says you, you can't discriminate based on, on race, uh, you know, fam, familial status, any number of, of protected classes. And essentially what the city of Atlanta now has done has added source of income uh, to that, uh, let's just call it a protected class. And again, those housing vouchers, <clears throat> those are federally issued but then managed at a local level, and it's commonly called the Section 8 program. And, you know, I, I don't personally participate in that, but I know folks here in Texas that do very, very well in this sphere by choice. And I think that's the key here. They're doing it by choice and without government intervention. And here, what's happened in Atlanta is they've, they've taken that choice away, okay, from the landlords. And, you know, commonly why people don't like Section 8, there's often a fear of the tenant base. It's perceived as maybe being a little bit rougher. I would say that's not true across the entire tenant base. And again, I have uh, buddies that, that very successfully run uh, their businesses in this sphere or maybe partially in <clears throat> this sphere. Uh, other issues are simply that it is a government program. And as government programs tend to be, they tend to be inefficient. Uh, the administration is often poorly run. Just here in Dallas-Fort Worth, if, if you take a look around, there are any number of housing programs that are county-specific, even city-specific. Um, across the board, some are better run than others. So you can talk to your fellow investors if that's something you're looking at, uh, getting into, and find out which ones work better. Uh, Grand Prairie, south of Dallas, compared to, say, county of Dallas. They all, they're all, they all operate a little bit at different levels, so to speak. And this sort of legislation, it's, it's kind of cropping up here and there. It's present in a number of cities and states. And if you weren't aware, actually here in Texas, the city of Austin passed a similar ordinance back in 2014. It was the only city in the state of Texas to have done so. That didn't last long. In June of 2015, state lawmakers here in Texas, well, they came around the corner. They passed Senate Bill 267, which specifically prohibits that type of ordinance. So that basically kicked that ordinance to the curb for the city of Austin. Well, they weren't done. So the city of Austin voted in 2017 to overturn the bill, or excuse me, not to overturn it, but to sue to overturn the bill, to take that to the federal level. And very recently, in fact, just recently in December of 2019, the fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals actually threw out the suit. So here in Texas, we have our freedom to choose back, right, as business owners, at least if you're in Austin for a little bit longer. But again, I think it's worth following the national trends and, and knowing what is going on. Maybe give it a little bit of thought 
if you're investing somewhere else outside of Texas where you don't have uh, Senate Bill 267 in place to prohibit such ordinances, what are you going to do if your local government or maybe even the federal government, let's say it gets to that level, decides to make source of income a, again, I don't know what to call it, a protected class. Um, that's not quite the right word, but if they disallow that as part of your selection criteria, what will you do? You know, what do you think about that? And in fact, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this issue. Send me an email. Let me know what you think about this to askandy at luinc.com. That's askandy at luinc.com and let me know. And by the way, this does not mean your other selection criteria are ruled out. So things like uh, credit, right? You're still going to run your credit check. You're still going to run your, your your background check. You're going to look at rental history and so on. Those are still in play. So you can leverage those as needed in making your decision. We'll con- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and on today's show, we're talking through your financial freedom by helping you prepare for the spring weather that's uh, surely coming here in Texas and probably across the nation, I imagine. And uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the maintenance uh, topics or, or really the idea of doing a walkthrough and, and what you want to look through as uh, part of that walkthrough. Just ahead of the break, we were taking a w- real quick look at a recent uh, item in the news. Uh, the city of Atlanta has uh, passed an ordinance uh, prohibiting um, discrimination, I guess, uh, based on source of income, meaning you can no longer choose to decline uh, the voucher program, a commonly called Section 8. Um, just be aware, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world by any means. We've got investors that are doing business there in Atlanta, and they'll they'll pivot a little bit as needed. And it may be contested, too, just like we saw in uh, here in Texas. In fact, Atlanta is the first city in Georgia to pass this type of ordinance. So we'll see which direction that goes. And again, here in Texas, the, the state responded by passing a Senate bill that fundamentally prohibits that type of ordinance at the state level. And that overruled the city of Austin when they went this route about six or so years ago. And it was contested for some period of time. It was finally just resolved at the federal level uh, through the Court of Appeals uh, just a couple of months ago, in fact. Um, I also want to take this opportunity to tell you, you're running out of time. If you haven't already gotten your ticket to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo down in Houston, Texas, well, that is coming up just a few days away. That's going to start on Thursday, February 27th. It's going to continue all day, Friday the 28th, and again, all day, 
Saturday the 29th. There will be thousands of investors there. Some of these guys from Atlanta that invest in the apartments there, they're going to be on site. I guarantee it. We'll have investors coming in across the nation, in fact. Uh, so if you want to rub elbows and talk to these guys and see what they're doing in their markets, see what we're doing in Houston, in Dallas, uh, Austin, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, up in Tyler, up in Sherman, I mean, across the state of Texas, that's going to be the place to go and and, and talk and network and, and learn about what we're doing. Um, you can go to the website wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com to learn more. You'll see that there are different packages, including our multifamily master's bus tour. If you do want to go the apartment direction, that's a great thing to participate in. That's on Friday. That's an all-day event. You're going to be riding around in buses with other investors, uh, going to uh, select four apartment complexes in Houston that are owned and operated by our investors. Uh, you're going to learn what they did, their their strategy when they got into the apartments, what they've done to reposition those and, and hear what the numbers look like. So it's a good way to understand if apartments is something you want to get into and really to see the power of investing in in multifamily. And, of course, we'll have classes, breakout sessions going on throughout the day, Friday and Saturday as well, if you want to look at other other opportunities like single family, for example. So, again, go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. And when you register, <clears throat> put in the promo code when you're when you're going through the registration process, promo code EXPO50, EXPO50. And that's going to knock $50 off that uh, off that entry fee. So let's shift gears here. Let's shift gears and talk about um, springtime. Springtime's coming. I feel it in my throat. I feel it in my sinuses. I've got that scratchy, <laughs> scratchy, tickly feeling going on. I've got my, my head feels a little bit swollen uh, due to the pressure there. So my allergies are clearly acting up, um, which tells me spring is on its way. And if you do have rental property or you're planning to get any soon, you want to prepare for the springtime because what comes along with that springtime, a lot of a lot of rough weather, quite frankly, high winds, sometimes uh, maybe hail, uh, even tornadoes here in Texas across the south, up up, up through the tornado alley, up into Nebraska where I used to live, and uh, a lot of rain, a lot of rain. And uh, we've already had a lot of rain here in Texas so far, so um, there's probably more to come. So you want to prepare yourself. Now, if, if you self-manage, whether we're talking single-family houses, one, five, ten, however many, or even apartments, maybe you have an independent rental owner, maybe a small complex, even a big complex, plan to get out there and do this yourself. Or if you have a handyman that you trust, you know, maybe give him a checklist and have him get out there and and walk the property or properties for you and make sure you're bulletproof. Yeah. And work up a plan of attack for those things that you need to uh, that you need to address. If you have a property manager that's managing your rental houses or, or apartments on your behalf, make sure that this is part of their regimen as well. Um, if you're operating a larger apartment complex, well, you, you've got maintenance staff on site, okay? And this should be part of their uh, annual routine anyhow. And for the single family guys, and that's what I do. I, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth if you're, just, if you're new to the show, and I buy single family houses. That's my focus. Um, and we do regular walkthroughs anyhow. So, so we're going to roll this, uh, this spring maintenance program into one of our general periodic, uh, walkthroughs. So we're not just going to stay on the outside of the house. We'll do the whole kit and caboodle anyhow, since I'm on site. Um, and, and, and to show a little bit of deference to the, to the residents, we're going to start inside before I go mucking around in the, in the, you know, on the outside of the house. It, like I said, it's been pretty wet here. Uh, start inside, take care of everything there, and then get onto the outside of the house, get on the roof, that sort of thing. So let's talk a little bit. Now, although I start inside, I'm going to start outside with this conversation because really when you think about weatherproofing your house or your apartments, that's where you've got to focus. And 
there is any number of things that you're going to want to look for. And, and I want to define something for you. If you are new to investing, maybe, maybe you don't know, don't know what this term is. Um, I learned this as part of my general education as I progressed through lifestyles and, and became a more savvy investor. And it's, it's pretty simple. It's a construction item. If you're looking at a brick house, you're not going to see this on wood, wood frame houses. But on a brick house, at the bottom of the brick line, where the brick line sits on top of the slab, periodically you're going to see these little gaps in the brick where you, you think maybe they missed the mortar there. Well, that's deliberate. And that's called a weep hole. So keep that term in mind because you'll hear people talk about weep holes. And that's a weak point, quite frankly, in your house. And the weep hole is designed, it's a gap in the bricks at the slab level to let moisture out of the house, right? Your house, it sweats just like you and I do, condensation, all that sort of thing. Maybe you've got little gaps in your, your uh, mortar where the, the foundation has shifted and when it rains, water gets in there. Well, the weep hole is a, is a place where that water can get, get back out. Um, but if you're not careful, they can also be access points for water. Water can go in through those weep holes or critters. Um, by the way, I should mention, look, as you walk around your property and you're walking and looking at the brick line, looking at the slab, notice how high your soil level is, because if it's too close to that brick line, now generally inspectors, my inspectors tell me you want a, about four inches or so between the brick line where the brick sits on the slab and the top of the soil. Um, what, what you'll notice or what you may notice over time if, if you if you watch this is that our termites here in Texas they'll start to build little tubes. They don't like to get outside of their, their underground environment. They like to be under, you know, in the soil or, or maybe inside the wet wood, that rotted wood in your house. But what they'll do, they'll, they'll build these little tubes that go from the soil up into those weep holes. That gives them an access point. So as you walk around, I don't care what time of year you're doing this, as you walk around your house, look for little, um, they're just tiny. You know, think of those little stir sticks that you use to mix the, the powdered, uh, milk into your into your coffee at, at at the gas station, right? They're 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 about that size, maybe even a little smaller, and that's their access point. You see that, you know, you got active termites. Okay, so keep an eye on that. If you've got wood framed houses as well, and that that wood gets wet, I had this at one of my houses. I noticed these tubes. Um, they are basically bridging up from the soil along the slab, getting to that that slightly wad, uh, rotted trim board that had taken on a lot of water several years ago, and we had a lot of rain. So you gotta you want to look for that, and you know we took care of it. Had a, had a, had an <clears throat> exterminator out there, no problem. But you're gonna be walking the perimeter of the house. You're gonna be looking up. You're gonna be looking down. You're gonna be looking high. You're gonna be looking low. And when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, I'm gonna give out the telephone number if you have any questions on this topic. And we're gonna continue by talking about what you need to be looking for now as you're walking the perimeter of that house or that apartment building. When we continue. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Warning. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Andy Webb, and today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we're talking about spring make ready, so to speak, spring maintenance, things you want to do to get your house ready for those storms that we know are just around the corner here. April showers bring May flowers, but they can bring headaches if you're not if you're not ready to go. So what we're doing right now is just talking about some of the things you want to look for in your house, in your apartments um, that you manage, or maybe your property manager manages for you. Make sure they've got this as part of their uh, regular annual plan. If they're good, they do. And if we're, we're just going to start from the point of view of a house, and, and you can apply this to apartments, but um, we're going to be on the outside of the house, walking around the perimeter. And again, like I said, you're going to be as you go through, and, and you may want to have a checklist with you. If I don't have a checklist, guess what? I forget things. I don't care how long I've been doing this. I forget things. I get distracted. I'm like that Labrador retriever squirrel. Well, there are squirrels out there barking at me in the tree next door, so I, I get distracted pretty easily, so I have my checklist. And anyhow, we're walking around the property, looking up, looking down, looking at the soil line. So if you think from the perspective of water penetration, flooding, um, you want to make sure that your, your your soil slopes away from your house, ideally. I know that's not always the case. I've got houses, you know, if you go... Out prior to buying your house, you send your inspector out. They're going to give you the elevations. They're going to tell you if it's a negative, neutral, or, or positive slope in that inspection around each part of the house. And a lot of mine are flat. You know, over the years, these 50s builds, it's it's a flat. They, they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know back then when they were building it. I don't know. But they, they're pretty flat lay of the land. So the, the water is going to be kind of bump buffeting up against the house or, you know, getting close. So you want to make sure you've got a pretty good gap there between the soil line and where your brick line hits that, that slab. If it's a brick house and if it's a slab foundation, right, you may have pier and beam. But as you walk around, you know, you're going to be looking at those weep holes that we talked about, looking at where the soil and the slab meet. You know, you want ideally you want to see four inches, maybe more. Uh, not too much. You want soil around your foundation to support that too, right? We have a lot of foundation movement here in North Texas and across the great state of Texas. So, uh, part one strategy is to make sure you have adequate support. So you don't want to you don't want to uh, rob Peter to pay Paul and cause one problem by solving another. Um, but over time, over time, this this profile it can change, right? We have erosion depending on the lay of the land of your particular house or houses or apartments. You may need to change your strategy so it's good to look at that grab a few pictures you know i've always got my cell phone on me nowadays and it holds plenty of plenty of pictures so i'm out there snapping pictures even if i think i don't need it sometimes i'll go back and reference those to see okay well this was back when we bought the house in 2014 here's what it looked like in 2016 here it is in 2018 and see see what the differences look like especially when it comes to those foundation excuse me foundation cracks now, if you've had to put drains in for any reason, French drains or just uh, area drains or anything like that, um, be sure to look at the grates. Um, I tell my residents when we do our move-in walkthrough every time, keep these clean. They're here for a reason. If I have those in place, it's namely to take water away from the house, either as part of the strategy around the foundation or because I see that there is the potential for water penetration. They're there for a reason. Keep them clean. Is that always done? Not necessarily. It's a quick wipe of my foot to get that done if I need to clear that, obviously. But but obviously, then have that conversation as well. You, you need the local eyes that are there on the property to keep an eye on those drains. So check those. Check the, you know, if it is an area drain that's running somewhere south of the property, let's say, check the other side too. Make sure it's not uh, not clogged. You may need to, you may need to clear that. Uh, same thing goes for gutters. And, and we'll talk a little bit more in detail about, about gutters here in just a second. Um, as you're walking around, you're, you're looking up, you're looking down. You're not just focused on the soil line. You're going to be looking at the soffits. You're going to be looking at the fascia board. You're going to be looking for any holes, right? That's where those critters come into play. 
uh, often where two roof planes come together, right? And you're going to see those little chew marks, those little gnaw marks. I was out at a house just the other day, and uh, sure enough, they'd, they'd gotten back in. My remedy held for years, but they had gotten back in, so we'll, I'll have my handyman get out there and, and address that again uh, before they decide to make that place their house. Um, so you're walking around, and you're also going to want to look at the bricks. If it's a brick house, um, see if you see any new cracks, right? How's your foundation been doing? Like I said, we've had a pretty wet start to the year. That added moisture can change the picture of, uh, as far as the soil goes. It starts to absorb, that, or clay soil absorbs that, that water, and it expands, and that can change uh, the behavior of the house. If it's been a really dry year, the opposite happens. So always be looking, scanning up and down, uh, looking at those uh, bricks, looking for cracks. Now, if you have a, a wood-sided house, that's a little bit harder to do. But one thing you can always do is look at look at the windows, right, where the windows sit at the brick line, or if it is a wood-framed house where they're sitting at that, that wood frame, <clears throat> are there any gaps? Were there any gaps before? Did you caulk those? Are there new gaps appearing? And that's going to tell you, first of all, number one, uh, your, your foundation has moved, right? Or, or may, maybe moved a little, maybe moved a lot, depending. Uh, you may need to investigate that a little more. And then number two, uh, if you do have gaps there, you're going to want to send your handyman out, or if you do it yourself, fine. If you do a good job, great. Uh, and caulk. Right, put some caulk into those gaps, uh, and typically you're going to see that around the windows. Could be at the bottom, top, sides of the windows, uh, as well as garage doors. That is a weak point, right? Where that garage door is, the the house is not supported as well. So you do tend to see a little bit of movement there. Is it anything to freak out about? Absolutely not. You know, just again, keep an eye on it over time. If there are big changes, get your foundation company out there. Uh, otherwise, just go in there with a, a good bead of caulk and uh, fill in those gaps. So again, you're you're keeping an eye on the on the soil line. You're looking for issues around those weep holes. Have you seen any evidence of water penetration? You know, if water's gotten high, you're going to see that kind of accumulated junk there that builds up as it goes in. Your tenants may not notice. They may have a, you know, a big king size bed backed up against the wall there. So you want to be alert. Just because they haven't alerted you to anything, you need to pay attention and see what do you see and, and, and is there any action to be taken there. That's looking low, looking high, looking at the fascia boards and the the soffit. Uh, for any sort of uh, critter, <laughs> critter access, and then again looking at the bricks, looking at the at the windows and the doors uh, for any sort of uh, signs of foundation movement and any uh, water access points that you want to take care of. Now we're talking about foundations that are slab. What about pier and beam? Well, you have similar similar issues, right? You can have your foundation moving there as well. You have an added component on a pier and beam house. So if you think about this, you've got that perimeter wall. And then periodically along the wall, you're going to have uh, what are called foundation vents, right? And those are intended to let air in and out underneath that house. And those are very vitally important to keeping that moisture level under the house constant and not too high. Because what happens if it gets too high? Well, then you start to deal with a little bit of wood rot potentially. So you want to you keep those open. So check to make sure, just like your area drains, make sure those have not become clogged. I've got one house where the soil line is a little high. And it is a little bit close to that uh, that that foundation vent, so we need to make sure that's clear. In fact, we put a drain under that to get the water away from it. Um, but make sure those are are clear. And sometimes, sometimes your your residents they may notice. Well, in the wintertime, if the floors get a little bit cold, they may choose to go out there and cover those up. Don't do that. Don't let them do that. If they have, correct that and explain why you need that ventilation there. They they sell uh, little sheet metal plates that you can basically screw in to those windows. And also you'll notice sometimes, especially on these older houses, which is when you tend to see these, these, uh, uh, pier and beam foundations, those 
foundation vents have uh, a mesh screen over them, and over the years it gets damaged. It gets torn, kids, animals, the lawnmower throws a rock at it. I don't know. Um, but that becomes a critter access point as well that you need to pay attention to. And if there has been a, a hole or a tear in the screen, uh, you need to go back over that with more screen, not with not simply with one of those uh, one of those plates. And as you go around the property, don't just focus on the house or the apartment. Look at the trees. Now, this time of year, except for my live oak in the backyard, most of the trees are not in bloom. They're starting to. I can see those buds forming. Uh, so don't necessarily judge whether that tree is dead or alive just yet. But keep an eye out and keep an eye on how close or far from your roof line are those limbs. Now, my lease requires that the residents take care of that and keep that adequately far from the roof, which, by the way, keeps the critters off. Good for them, good for me, and protects my roof. But is that done well? And if not, have that conversation. Because you know when those high winds kick up and that detritus starts to drop from that tree, it's going to hit your roof, it's going to hit the side of your house, that could be a problem. Now, when we come back to the show, I want to talk about fences. I want to talk about gutters and talk a little bit about the roof and just briefly on the inside of the house because there are a few things you're going to want to check. Uh, as you do the spring uh, maintenance walkthrough. When we continue, we'll be right back. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Talking about springtime cleaning or maintenance, as it were, that springtime prep that you want to do to get your houses and your apartments ready for the uh, spring storms that are surely around the corner here. And we've talked about a few already, and if you missed that, uh, you can go back uh, and catch the show. It will be archived. You can go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab. By the way, uh, if you are searching for a particular episode or something, if you scroll to the very bottom of the website, there is a search bar down there. It uh, makes it a little bit easier to find uh, find that show if you know the title uh, or the guest, uh, as, as, as it may be. And... We've already talked about walking around the outside of the house, looking at the soil line, checking for drainage issues ultimately, making sure those area drains are cleared. Do you need one? Has your soil profile changed uh, over time? And I want to move on to some other some of some of those other exterior items that you want to take a look at. Fences. Now, if you if you're buying older houses like those 1950s builds that I like, often they come already fit with a nice chain link fence. Those things are so wonderful. <laughs> they are so easy to manage. They do not rot. They do not warp. Now, when they do break, I have a little bit of a harder time finding uh, contractors that want to uh, touch those, but I love chain link fences. But if you've got a wood one, you need to take a real close look. And is it ready for our gusty winds that we get here in North Texas or anywhere else in the country for that matter in, in, in the springtime? Um, you know, over time, the wood is simply put, it rots. And here in Texas, boy, it's a brutal summer sometimes. It takes a lot of uh, a big beating from the sun, and those boards may warp. If you've got the older uh, wood uh, posts, a lot of cities have moved to require uh, that you have metal posts, and that's great because they'd certainly hold up a lot better. 
what I've noticed on some of my older houses that still have the builder grade uh, fence, those wooden posts, boy, they start to warp. And, and that becomes a problem. And you need to be ready for that. And depending on how the fence was built, if it was built to where that wood is sitting right on the ground, well, guess what? It's been absorbing the water. And that's, a, that's an invitation to termites right there. So you may find that you've got some termite damage. And incidentally, if you happen to go and put in a new fence, be careful. Be careful, especially if it's right up against the house. If that builder, if that contractor puts that fence so that it's sitting right on the ground, well, guess what? That becomes an immediate drainage issue, doesn't it? It becomes a dam, depending on the lay of the land. And a buddy of mine had an issue with this. He put in a new fence, looked great. First heavy rain came along. That water had nowhere to go. It just pooled, it just pooled, and guess what? It found the easiest way out, which was one of those weep holes that we talked about earlier in the show, went straight in through the brick line. Easy remedy, just dig underneath that, create that gap, and, of course, then stay on top of your residence and make sure that as the fall comes and goes that they've re- you know cleared, removed those leaves from that that particular corner. If that's, you know, depending, again, all this depends on your, your lay of the land, of course, but you want to watch for those leaf piles. Um, and then gutters. We mentioned gutters earlier. As you're going around the property, you're going to want to check your gutters, ideally from the roof. You're going to need to be up there. Maybe you have a ladder. If you're getting on a roof, be careful. Uh, I, I, I do self-manage. I do get on most of my roofs. Some of them are very steep. I don't necessarily go up those uh, parts of the roof, but I do get up there. I check the gutters if we have them. Are they clean? Who should be cleaning them? What does your lease say? Now, our lease says that the residents do have to take care of cleaning those gutters. Again, do they always know? And then I'd be be sure to point that out. And I explain to them why that's an issue. And here's why it's an issue for you. If those gutters are clogged and we start to get those torrential downpours, a number of things can happen. Again, we go back to our drainage issues. Depending on the lay of your land, if that water's not going to where it should be, where it was planned to go because that gutter is clogged, Well, it's going to start flowing straight over that gutter. It's going to start dropping, let's say, into that backyard, into that corner that doesn't flow quite right. And maybe you get a little bit of water into the house as a result. That can happen. So easy remedies, make sure that gutter is cleared. Other thing that you'll see over time as that water laps over the gutter, it it gets onto the trim boards. And that that can lead to rot, quite frankly. So you want to make sure those are clear. And it's a very easy check uh, in the springtime. And by the way, be careful. It's not a one-time job. Sure, you you get all those leaves from the fall. They clog that up. Maybe you've got the pine needles. You get those clear. You think you're done, and Mother Nature comes along. I start to get my my allergy triggers, and all that pollen is in the air. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't know if it's the live oaks. Some of the oaks around here, they have this very long, extended pollen, skinny, about as long as my finger. That stuff becomes a, a knotted mess, and that's way worse than the leaves. That gets into your gutters as well, and that will become an immediate dam. So you're going to need to go back and have your residence or you check that after the after the pollen season has passed and keep that clear to, to prevent uh, flooding. While you're up there, if you're on the roof, look for any missing or broken shingles, any curled shingles that might indicate that your roof is aging. Check the sealant around your vent stacks, flashing at the chimneys. See if you see any new hail damage. Residents don't always tell you that they've had a hailstorm. They don't think about it. Scared the kids, bugged them. Don't, don't necessarily tell you. So get up there and take a look. You can't always see it from the ground. And that brings me to skylights. We were driving up the road. We happened to be in the vicinity of one of our rentals when I got a, uh, got, got a text. Um, lo and behold, clear day, real gusty. One of those skylights, there were two, just lifted right off of the house. Happened to be in the area, so stopped by. Happened to have my telescoping ladder. Got out there, looked at it. Thing was in great shape. Put it back in place. Uh, checked the other one, and lo and behold, neither of them had been secured by the, by the builder or whoever had last put them on. 
Um, so if you do have skylights, the moral of the story there, check those. Make sure they are adequately secured. Mine are now. They will not be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but that did happen to me just, just due to high wind. Hit it at the right angle, I guess. Um, had been that way for years. Never been an issue. But uh, keep an eye on the skylights. And obviously you want to check for any cracks or anything in those and, and, and seal those uh, as needed. Some people will go in and just re-roof over those and get rid of them altogether. I see other people go in and install them. So depends on your approach. So that's the outside of the house. Now we're going to go inside the house, if you haven't already. Just a couple things you need to look at there. Check, the, check your smoke detectors. This should be part of your springtime plan. What happens? They start beeping, battery gets low. Some people are, are cognizant of that and what uh, the importance of those, and they'll replace the batteries. Others, what do they do? They take the battery out and just take the thing down. So check that all of your code-required smoke detectors, one in every bedroom, one in a hall that services a bedroom, make sure that those are are functional. Uh, same with uh, carbon carbon monoxide detector if you have those. If you have a all-electric house, no worries. If you have any sort of gas uh, furnace, uh, water heater, you should have a, a carbon monoxide detector as well. So you're going to want to check those for uh, functional batteries. And while you're in the house, again, keep inside. Keep in mind you you, you want to check for any sheetrock crack, cracks, anything new that may indicate, may tell you. Check the doors. Are they still more or less plumb? Uh, closing properly, anything that's going to tell you that your foundation may have shifted more than it more than it should have or or beyond a point to where you need to now engage a professional to take a look. You know, if you noticed any, if you went outside first, if you noticed any gaps at the windows, well, check the window sills near the edges for any swelling or uh, discoloration because this will tell you if, if water's been, been getting into the house. And I do this every time I'm in any house I'm in. Doesn't matter why I'm there. Quick maintenance, just meeting a contractor, whatever. I go to the air. I go to the air conditioner, open the door, open the little drawer at the bottom, and I check the air filter every time, always. Convey that message that those things need to be changed regularly. It has nothing to do with seasonal maintenance. should be regular maintenance on behalf of your, your residents. And finally, I want to get to critters. Uh, I mentioned critters earlier. The neighborhood cat sometimes is the uh, uh, is, is behind the, 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 the trouble, but... Um, we talked about walking the house, looking at the roof lines, checking the soffit and the, the fascia boards. The soffit's the, the board that is running kind of parallel to the ground. The fascia boards are, are, are perpendicular to the ground. And, and you'll notice the, the squirrels, they don't like the cold. Um, they'll start to gnaw at those, and eventually they'll find access. And once they know how warm it is in your house, you may seal that point. They're going to go find another access point. And they're typically two. They like to have an, an ingress and an egress. So if you find one, look for another. There's going to be a second one there. And typically, it's better to go over that with sheet metal or maybe cement board, something they're not going to be able to access as well. Um, whether you do that or your handyman, uh, your maintenance guy, your general contractor, whoever, um, that's the best thing you can do. And, again, we talked about pier and beam, and if there are holes in those foundation vents, you're going to want to repair those as well. Now, what do you do if you think the animal's in there right now? I don't want to board it up and trap him in there. Goodness, if he dies in there, what's the stench going to be like? Well, I've had it happen at my house twice. It's not good. <laughs> and what do you do? You just let it linger. Uh, if you suspect animals are inside, you can do a couple things. Call out the pest control. They're going to get them out. There are companies that deal with exclusionary tactics without killing the animals. There's a fine price, pretty good price on those, but that's an option. Um, if you're a DIY sort of guy, you can order fox urine on Amazon.com. Boy, I'll tell you, it stinks. I do have a bottle of it. My dog loves it. I learned the hard way when I opened it in the backyard and a little bit sprayed out. That guy just went to town rolling in that fox urine. Peppermint essential oils, 
very, very strong. Be careful with those. You don't want to get it on your skin. But anything that's going to give forth a strong uh, scent like that, uh, cayenne pepper, if you strew that about, that's going to push the animals out. Give them a little bit of time to get out and then send your handyman in to cover those up. Bats and birds can be an issue. You want to make sure your chimney cap has uh, proper uh, mesh grating to keep them from getting down there. And as a side note, during your renovation, keep an eye on those vent stacks or dryer vents. Birds will nest in those things. Okay, and that may cause an issue down the line uh, when the house is not in operation. So these are just a few of the things that you can look at that you're going to want to look at uh, as you go through your uh, springtime walkthrough, as you get ready for the weather that is surely to come. It's a great opportunity to do these walkthroughs and get inside, see how things look in, you know, in general. You should be doing these regularly. And depending on the timing of your lease renewal, that season's coming up potentially. Well, you can get in and see what the condition of the property is and do you even want to renew? Right? How do things look with that resident? Get in and get those pictures as well so that you're ready to go and argue your property taxes uh, when that comes around in, in April and May. Get, get pictures of those sheetrock cracks and everything else. Hey, I thank you for listening today. This is Andy Webb. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And last chance, I'm going to tell you, go to WealthAndPassiveIncomeExpo.com. Get your tickets for the Wealth and Passive Income Expo in Houston. Expo 50 gets you $50 off. And remember, it's not the money. It's all about the lifestyle. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.